Hi there, I'm Caroline, dog mom to Australian Shepherd mix, Layla May. Welcome to Owners Tell All, an Instagram live series where I chat with other dog owners about the successes and struggles of owning a dog. As a first time dog owner and mental health advocate, my goal is to make new dog owners feel less alone, give hope for those problems people thought they couldn't solve, and match words to how their dog is acting or how they are feeling. Thanks for being here and make sure to follow us on Instagram at L-A-Y-L-A underscore M-A-Y-Y-Y. Hey everyone, before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to say a huge thank you times a million to everyone that is downloading and listening to this podcast. I also decided to try out something a little different and made an email blog of some of our favorite toys and how we use them. If you would like to check that out and get occasional reminders and updates about the podcast, you can subscribe using the first link in the details section. That's all for now, and I hope that you enjoy this episode of Owners Tell All. Hey! Can you hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Perfect. Um, let me just try to get my my thing situated. <laughs> and it's like looking at, at me from a weird angle. Um, it ring reflected in your glasses. I oh, yeah. I can take those off, actually. Oh, no, no. It's fine. I wish um, I had. Yeah, I've I've been wearing them more, or I need to. They have like the blue light lenses in them, so um, for like looking at computers and everything all the time, I I have to wear them or else I get really bad headaches. Oh shoot! Thank you. Um, but okay. So just a quick little thing before we get started. If you're watching this later on and you don't have time to, um watch yeah go ahead and if you don't have time to watch the rest of this on instagram you can watch it or listen to it um watch it on youtube but then also listen to it on spotify and apple podcast um so i put those up about the next day um so you have the avail if you have the availability you can download it there and listen and i would so appreciate it um Okay, but we have Andrea here and Maya. Their name on here is Little Me's. So um, if you're wondering who I'm talking about. Um, but do you just want to kind of tell us, like, who you are, where you live, what, like, what breed Maya is, and um, kind of just, like, that rundown? Yeah, so we're in Connecticut. Um, me and my husband are originally from Florida, met in Florida, and then the joke is always, um, we're not like we're not setting roots in Connecticut, but now we've been here for four years. Um, let's see. So about two weeks into COVID, full on lockdown, we're like, all right, it's time to get a dog. Uh, we had talked about it. <laughs> she's here. We had talked about it for a while, um, and I think it was always I would choose travel over dogs. And so then once travel was taken out then it was like okay so let's get a dog um applied to a bunch of them I think for a solid three weeks kept applying kept getting denied since we didn't have a yard and Mm. uh, and then they said okay we have this one and and that was it yeah Yeah. um 
And Maya is a schnauzer mix. Yeah, right? so she's super, super, super mutt. Um, the dad is Anatolian Great Pyrenees, so two huge dogs, right? Yeah. And then the mom is tiny dogs, so mini schnauzer, mini poodle, pit bull, um, what did I make? Maltese, so like the most random mix. Oh, I so didn't we know that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was like such a broad mixture of everything. I thought it was just like maybe only two or three breeds. Hmm. Yeah. And the only reason, so her brother did the DNA test. So I'm just going based off what his, I'm assuming it's, a, it's the same. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, but, um, but he shared the results with me. So. Oh, that's so nice to, to be able to have that and, and have those connections. Did you know the owner of her brother before you got her? No, it was how so the foster mom was super cute. The foster mom left like a little card in the adoption packet. And I think she was the one who connected me to like she asked their owner if it was okay. And then mm -hmm. she went together. Oh, that is so nice. Yeah, it was super sweet. That if if I ever like had dogs like we're breeding for some reason which I don't ever think that I will but if I ever do I'm definitely going to do that I think that is super super sweet especially if they're a mix um and you, like you may might not know like all the traits that like the mom or dad had um I think I think that's an awesome awesome way to go yeah. okay and oh my other question is was Maya, your first dog, or did you have dogs growing up? Um, so first dog together, first, like, our dog. But, yeah, both of our families had dogs. Um, my family had a Cocker Spaniel, and then my husband's parents always had Goldens. Okay. The videos so, like, both <laughs> you and your husband were, like, experienced with dogs. It wasn't just, like, a brand new thing. Right. Well, so, like, yeah. family, but I think this is one of my later questions, but... So, like, family dog versus our dog, and I guess expectations and what we – she's going wild behind me um, – what we went into it kind of wanting from a dog completely different, like, now looking back. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. Okay, so typically I do, like, training-type questions first, but I think I'm going to do it a little differently and do the, like, mental health questions first. Um I feel like you chose a lot more of the mental health questions than some of the other people, which I think is awesome. Um, especially since like you're in social work and kind of have like psychology and that kind of knowledge. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's start off with has Maya affected your mental health, like positive, negative, or both? Definitely both. So I think yeah. that, you know, the, the standard um, stress relief and just being able to have a dog to come home to, snuggle, go out on adventures with. But so kind of going back to what I said, a whole new, a whole new world as far as now, okay, this is my dog. Um, I feel the responsibility, like I wanted to have you know, a, a well-behaved dog. I think you mentioned this before, just like an overall well-rounded dog, well-behaved, listens. Mm -hmm. So then 
uh, especially trying to raise a dog um, during COVID with not as many social interactions. Now that's a whole new set of stressors that mm -hmm. I did. I didn't remember having with the family dog. Yeah, and not that like Maya or Layla, like not that they don't listen, but whenever they have all this stimulating environment around it, around them, um, they're definitely more um, concerned about it, I would say, versus like whatever we're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've talked a lot about that before. Um, but yeah, I've, I've struggled with how Layla's kind of given me like some negative vibes, um, more so around like this time last year. Um, now it'll just be like, I'm annoyed and, and then you're adding to my annoyance, but, um, like there was, you know, a lot of days around like August of last year. So almost a month that like, Layla was just like really hurt her reactions and like we weren't getting along and it was just like a lot for my mental health um and I think that's something that people don't talk about as much which is why I'm I want to bring it up and let people know that it's okay you just have to work through it um and I think you're you're really good about doing that too on your page I try I try to share both and I've seen yeah. I've like the people that we follow sharing the good and the bad but yeah I think a typical Instagram page is you know look at how cute and then we're mm -hmm. at a brewery and my dog's being perfect and it's definitely not like that especially thinking about how little time we've had together right so like a year is not really a long time of yeah but she is a little brewery pup now she is doing great every time I see her out on your stories I'm like I'm so proud of them yeah, and we and I think the last post that I put, um, I kind of touched on it that we had it was like ninety nine percent positive, and then we were literally already standing up, and someone came from um, kind of like this like side way that no one had come from before, and so it just surprised her, and she barked. Um, you know, a reaction is sometimes a reaction, like a true reaction, and it's appropriate. You know, so one of like Layla had a moment like that probably a couple months ago, but I was really startled by the lady coming out too. Oh, right. you know so I, mean? so, mm -hmm. I think sometimes like you just have to make sure um, what they're doing it, doing is appropriate. Yeah. I wasn't too mad at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How has mental health affected your training and relationship and relationship? So I think kind of keeping myself in check and um, on the days that maybe my patience is not as high or I had like a, a tough day, then I won't even, I won't do as much engaging. Like I'll play with her, or, you know, mm -hmm. I'll battle with her, but it won't be as much one-on-one -on -one or a full-on training versus if I was having a really good day or we were out and um then then yeah like naturally I would just have more energy and be more fun and I know that she feeds off of that you've talked about that before yeah I think so for sure um like we had a couple of those days over the weekend where I just kept my expectations super low I didn't ask much of her um and like you said like we'll play a lot um just because that's like 
pretty innate. It's natural, natural for her. Um, but like, whereas going out for walks, um, and being around a lot of stimuli, that's not supernatural. That's like asking a lot of her. Um, so yeah, like on the days that I'm, I'm kind of like low patience or don't have as much energy. I definitely try to keep our expectations super low. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of what you were saying too. So, um, okay. Sorry. I have all the questions up on my iPad, (laughs) but I got an iPad and I, I love it. Um, and it's helped me stay like really organized. Thank you. Organized. I was going to ask you when, so you mentioned last, last year, August, were you tracking the behaviors or just that month stood out for you as far as being different? No, I just, like, there was some other things going on during that time that, like, I remember um, having, like, a really hard time with her and then also just, like, these other things that were going on um, at the time. And not that they were, like, correlated in any way, but that's just kind of, like, what stands out to me and how I remember um like our our house that we rent actually the um owner of the house that were was leasing it to us decided to sell it um, (laughs) while we were living in it and it caused I think it partially caused some of her reactions um because we had people coming into our house all the time just strangers Um, because they were trying to sell it to someone that would eventually like lease it back out to us. Um, so kind of just like a change in management type thing, but like people were still coming into our house all the time to view it and, and, you know, what you do for, for whenever you're going to buy a house, um, home inspections, um, like bug inspections, like all these different things that, that you do before you buy a house, I guess. And I would put her in her crate and then they would come up and like baby talk her through the crate and like different things like that. And at the time I didn't know like how to advocate for her um, or just like do anything to like protect her, I guess. Um, And I just kind of let all these like random people do whatever um and you know it was uncomfortable for me the like our current landlord at the time was making everything just very very difficult so like we were already stressed because of that and then like all these reactions that Layla was having um that whole timeline just like collided and all these things were like happening at once um so that's that's how I remember because <laughs> it was stress for me too and then she was in that weird like teenage like Maya definitely had a rebellion yeah (laughs) yeah like last August September and October were probably like the worst months and it was like whenever she was 10 11 and 12 months Uh oh so yeah like you were saying like the almost one kind of like teenage years were just like I was like what are you doing (laughs) just like every button pushed um the one time that, like, Layla has ever chewed on furniture was during that time. Uh-oh. Um, she never chewed on furniture as a puppy. Um, like, never tore up anything. But during that time, she, like, chewed up a corner of our couch. 
And I remember being like, oh my gosh, like you've never done this ever. (laughs) And you decide to do it now. Um, Yeah. All these things like stick out in my head of, of what was going on during that time, during like the teenage years, the rebellion, like us not knowing what to do. Um, or like even that kind of fixing that, that stuff was like a thing or, you know, correcting it, trying to get better. At that time we were only walking on our street. So because anywhere off of our street, she would have a reaction. Um, so we were only walking on our street for a pretty good amount of time, like three or four months, probably after we moved into this house, um, before I started like trying to venture out, we would, we would try sometimes to go on like other streets, but it was like really, really early in the morning when I'm, no one else was out. Which is a good idea. So like you did that before even knowing about like the triggers and stuff. That's a Mm -hmm. good idea. Yeah. yeah, but it was, like, not possible all the time um, just because, like, work and, like, you know, maybe one day it was raining and, and different things like that. Um, but, yeah, it was, like, we were just trying to avoid everything. So, I don't know. It wasn't, like, a great life to live. <laughs> and I'm glad, I'm glad we got the resources that we needed to to, to get out of that um, or get over that hump. And definitely. So, okay. Um, what does mental health mean to you? This doesn't really like have to do anything with, um, like dogs. It could just be in general. I think the best sentence to summarize all of mental health would just be, um, literally being able to handle what life throws at you. So daily stressors, long-term stressors, things like COVID that no one expected, how are you able to not not even just bounce back but how are you able to in the moment deal with it and hopefully keep moving mm-hmm. um so are you a therapist yeah so um so for so so my let's see my undergrad was in psychology just general psychology and then i had two years masters in social work and so with that i could do a bunch of things but um that- really do now so social work therapist is mm-hmm. I guess interchangeable yeah um, my therapist is a licensed social worker oh there you go that's yeah <laughs> so I, I kind of knew that they could like have wear many hats um right. which is awesome I think did you have you always just kind of like been fascinated with mental health and always been like kind of an advocate for it I think so. Yeah. My, my mom is actually also, um, well, so she had to one up me. So we went, um, we had her license. And then when I decided that I was going back to school to get my master's, she went to school to get her PhD and we were at the (laughs) school. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, so I think, um, it wasn't anything that was outright, like, you know, you need to do this or, Mm -hmm this is how you treat people. I think it was more just a lead by example. And it was always something, you know, positivity and support in the house. And I don't know, I think I, I took a psychology class in undergrad. And I was like, yeah, this is good. And, and yeah. then just 
That's awesome. I, I've always liked psychology too, except I knew that with psychology classes, you had to write a lot. And I am like not a writer by any means. I do not like English or grammar (laughs) or like really, I don't like reading either. So um, I was like, I I'm fascinated by it. But like, I can respect the people that do it, but it's not for me. Um, It wasn't too terrible. I mean, I say that now because I'm already done with it, but it wasn't too terrible. Did you get your master's from the same place that um, in Florida? Yeah. Okay. So both your undergrad and master's were, what Mm -hmm. was it Miami? My undergrad was University of Miami and then represent. Yeah. And then uh, my master's is FIU. And then I just got my license in Florida and then I just kind of like transferred it over to Connecticut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So what kind of ways do you like to maintain your mental health? I did. Let's see. So last week, I forgot what happened, but I definitely had, I think it was just like a long week and a lot of people, I had seen a lot of people. Um, So definitely my go-to is to go to the beach, which luckily it's like the one that we went to was like an hour and a half. So not too terrible. Okay. Even though the beaches here don't compare to Miami, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, is the beach still dog friendly or is it not in that like time frame anymore? The, so there's one that I know of, there's one in Connecticut that's dog friendly, but it's only dog friendly in the cold months. So Mm -hmm. October, which like the first day of October, I was like, all right, we're going. Yeah. Someone even made the comment on the beach. She's like, there's a lot of dogs here today. She's like, well, was it like dog day? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, not like, at all. Opening day. <laughs> like from October to March. Um, and then the one that we went to is they allow dogs before, I think it's like before eight and then after six. Okay. okay. So it's like all, all seasons but just certain times, like the non-busier times. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because I know like whenever we were up in that direction, we were thinking about going to some of the beaches. And I remember having to check um, uh, like Connecticut beaches were dog friendly. Connecticut, yeah, because we went to Rhode Island. That's where it was. So Connecticut. <gasps> gotcha. Dog friendly. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is it what else besides like the beach do you like to do to kind of keep your mind clear and your mental health um, prioritized? So normally I, do, I have my, uh, I call it trash TV, where it's literally just like the most mindless TV. Mm-hmm. I'll have it. Um, and my, I think my friend might be on here. Like she used to make fun of me. Um, like, why do you watch that stuff? And I'm like, it, it clears my mind and like it takes my mind off of stuff and just almost like a, like I can just vegetate and just be there. And like, yeah, relax. that makes total sense. And now, and then she gets it. She's like, oh, okay, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So what are like, some of those shows for you? Oh, geez. Um, am I going to expose you? Um, not, oh, I should just answer. Um, 90 Day Fiance is definitely one. Um, in the what? past. Is that on like a TLC? Yes. Okay. So, so many spinoffs. So if you, if you start watching it, just pre- be prepared because you're going to get <laughs> it. <laughs> it is like the, the best trash TV. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Jersey Shore in the past. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like literally like it's the worst. Um, what's the other one? Below Deck is another one. Oh, I haven't heard of that. 
I think that one is on Bravo and then in Top Chef. Well, Top Chef is not, I don't consider Top Chef a trash TV, but it's like one of my shows that I like watching. So like anything like cooking, um, things like that, I enjoy. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Last night we, I don't know why, but we were like, let's put on the new season of Rick and Morty, which is like just some stupid yeah. show. And like, we were so like, we loved it. We were like, this is awesome. We're like, it's refreshing, even though it's like the stupidest show ever. It's just like trash, like what you're saying. <laughs> but, and then like my go-to go-to, which is not trash TV, just like a feel-good show is definitely Friends. So like, I'll just have it in the background. I know all the lines, but it's just, it's just a fun thing to watch. Yeah. Um, Rick and Morty is awesome. I will say that. Um, <laughs> My, my brother says that my mom is, I okay. guess, to the I phone. I was like, who's that? I was like, <laughs> I was hoping it was someone that you knew. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I thought we were watching Rick and Morty, and it was just like, it was making us laugh, but we were like, this is so stupid. <laughs> but it's, a, it's good to laugh, and then, like, you know, even for a moment, it, it can take you out of the hopefully take you out of the funk or at least just give you a break from the funk yeah no that's that's all that you need sometimes it's just like an hour of like nonsense to disengage and distract yourself and then you feel better sometimes yeah. not all the time but sometimes <laughs> it's more like um let's see so i know I'll call myself out like I need to practice what I preach more and so I know like I talk about mindfulness all the time <laughs> to my mm -hmm. patients and I'll do it in session with them but I'm not as good as doing it on my own so I know that that's something I know it works because I've done it with them and mm -hmm. um you know all the research behind it so that I should do more I will say <laughs> what are like some do you have any specific techniques that you like always try to do um, I know one time, I think you, you told me actually about the, either the senses or like the rainbow thing. So like you pick out five things that you can feel, four things that you can see, three things that you can hear. I, I can't, I don't remember the order. Yeah. I think you told me about that one time and I, I use it often. I love it. Definitely one of my favorite ones. That and I like it's a rainbow one where you pick out like something that's red, something that's yeah. orange, something that's yellow. And then you just like go down the rainbow. Um, I like that one too. I, I tend to go towards that one because I never can remember the order of the senses. Well, the senses. Yeah. So that's definitely one of my favorite ones, especially um, if I'm with the kids because it's easy and it's kind of like an I spy. So, they mm -hmm. can... um, but so like for me, <clears throat> If I go outside and I'm going to do it, my favorite one is definitely um, sound. So I'll make it a game with myself and I'll I'll try to, especially now that there's a lot of birds, mm -hmm. um, just try to look at all the different sounds. So like you, you can go in order or you can just pick one and then see how many, like, you know, what is the loudest one that you hear? What's the quietest one that you hear? Oh, okay. I've never thought about it that way, but that's really good. Yeah. Whichever is your favorite. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, so going back into more some dog questions, um, has Maya changed your views about the world in any way? Yes, I think I said also good, good and not good for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we can go on the not good first. 
uh, I think uh, definitely, so definitely more aware of people. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, you know, if I was going just for a walk, like I definitely would just be carefree, easygoing. And then now with having Maya and having Maya who is, um, I guess, reactive in the sense of she's always scanning. So then I'm always scanning. Mm -hmm. I'm just hyper aware of everyone. So I'm like, okay, that person's over there. Will they come talk to us? Um, this person has a dog. Their dog looks okay. This other person has a dog. Their dog looks really excited. So just like, it's like a constant scanning. And then if I'm walking with my husband, it's like, we're both looking in like either direction. So definitely more aware and, um, trying to I don't know prevent I guess prevent something bad from happening yeah no that that makes a lot of sense I think it was Haley who I had on here two weeks ago I don't remember I think it was either in one of her posts or in another podcast that she had done she talked about how the times that like a dog was coming up to them um the times that her dog acted the best or like was the most like nonchalant or calm about it was whenever she was focused solely like on her dog versus like trying to take care of a dog that like she saw whenever they were like scanning, you know what I mean? So just paying attention to, I think, I think that's what it was just like paying attention to her own, her own dog um, instead of like acknowledging the other dog, but not like going out of the way or making it a big deal to try to take care of, like try to, t try to take care of her because of the other dog, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think, so that's definitely something that I still, I still struggle with and I'm still always like, that's the, that's the question that I always ask myself. So do I wait but then risk her reacting and then have to like go back or do I do something and when I say do something it could even be like just move to the that's what usually what I do move to the side and create space mm -hmm. make it a big deal um but so yeah, I always ask that in my mind I'm like okay so what do I do do I noticed it she hasn't mm -hmm. noticed it what do I do yeah it's like that fine balancing line of like doing too little versus doing too much. Um, and I think that's like something that you learn how to handle over time. Um, just by going through some different scenarios, like in real life and, and figuring it out. Um, it's not like a one case. No, it's not like a one case fits all type thing where every dog is, you're always going to be able to go to the side and it'd be fine. It's always going to, gonna vary between the time of day and the dog and your dog's mood and that dog's mood and and it's gonna depend on all sorts of factors but I think that's one of the reasons that people should be um really paying attention to their own dog and and doing what's best for the dog in front of them mm -hmm. yeah so do you struggle with patience or consistency when training um, or even like reading some of her cues, um, whether that be like whenever you're teaching her a new trick or command or just like out on a walk. Yes, the I think all no, not I'm pretty good at reading her body language now. Um, but definitely the the patience, um, which I think I mentioned, like, I'll just take a step back 
and I'll literally, there's been times where I hand the leash to my husband and I'm like, all right, so just give me a minute. <laughs> I can't yeah. leash right now. Um, and then the consistency I definitely struggled with when, so when we got her, um, I was on a reduced schedule. So I was home, I think three days or no, two, two days of the week I was home. So I had more time just to be home and do training in general. Since mm -hmm. December, I've been back full time. So I'm like, unfortunately, in the office, eight to five, Monday through Friday. Um, so I'll get home. And then like, we always, our routine is usually a, a quick walk. Or if it's raining, or there's something else going on, we'll do a play session inside. So she should definitely get something at least every day. But I wish it could be you know, if I work from home, I would take a break, mm -hmm. like a five minute session in the middle of the day or something like that. So sometimes I'm not too consistent just because I don't, I feel like I don't have the time to um, break it up into multiple sessions like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And And I think later on, like, we'll talk about kind of what your goals and priorities, priorities on are. Um, but I think, like having those goals and priorities really makes a difference in what you determine, like what you're going to do each day um, in your routine or like, you know, if you have a list of like 10 tricks that are just like really cute, but not like functional, you know, you're probably not gonna um, put those at the top of your list since you don't have that like free time during the middle of the day anymore. Um <laughs> Which I do have that time in the middle of the day and I still don't work on like cute little tricks. <laughs> Everything that we do is like still very much functional at the moment. Um, yeah. So that's a, not surprises me, I guess, but um, I I'm was really bad at reading Layla's cues. Um, and that's something that I had to learn. So kudos to you for, for, like being able to do that really well. And would you consider that like one of your strengths? I guess so. I guess I hadn't thought about it un until now, maybe being like trying to be in tune with myself and with her. Mm -hmm. and, well, I don't know if it's a strength and a weakness because then sometimes I feel like I might be hyper with, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but yeah, and she's looking back from where we started. I think part of it was just also, I, I don't know, was more happy with lucky. And then, and then I knew what to look for. And then I think that she's pretty, she's pretty indicative. Um, also, because a lot of her, a lot of it is fear. So it's for me, I know, I know it's pretty easy to see when she's scared in a situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I would say that my, I've always been very patient. So I would say that's like a big strength of mine. Um, However, it does come back and bite me in the butt sometimes because I will sometimes let her get away with too much because I am so patient before being like telling her to stop or, or, um, you know, like correcting her, fixing her or whatever. Um, but it's, yeah, definitely a strength and a weakness, but I feel like I'm definitely a lot more patient than some of the other people I know whenever it comes to to training stuff and you're super consistent because you're like every single day I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> it's because I don't have friends <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um, 
I'm not sure if my best friend's watching or not, but um, no, I, well, I think for a lot of it was during COVID um, and like just not being able to go out and do anything. And then I'm also just like, a, I see like projects through all the way and like, not that Layla's like a project, but like kind of, I guess um, <laughs> that. I like got very determined at the beginning to like work through all these issues. And then it's just like, keep adding in segments to like things that we're going to keep working on, I guess. Um, like keep adding additions to her, her little life. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of your, oh my gosh, yeah. And like, I've, I've gotten ideas from my page before too. I'm like, well, I never thought of that. So yeah. I mean, Instagram is, is full of, full of different things, whether that be like seeing other people and, and what they're doing or, um, like finding trainers through other people in here, I think is, um, how it's been super helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gives you a really wide variety to look at and then you have to determine like which, which one's best for you, which is a whole different conversation. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So, so would you say that you understood dog behavior before you got Maya then? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it was my perspective that again, like it, it shifted when, when we started noticing the reactivity and, and then the goals for her changed from more happy go lucky to, okay, I need a well-behaved dog or I want a well-behaved dog. Um, but, de but now looking back, I compare a lot of it to children and like how you would right how you would structure and, and raise a child. So the same thing, the consistency, the positive, um, the repetition. So <laughs> that I see a lot of in like what I talk to my parents about too, like if they want to change a behavior in the child, it's almost exactly what you would do with a dog. Mm -hmm. That is so interesting, isn't it? Um, I, like, I, I don't have kids, um, but, and, and neither do you, but like, it is pretty crazy to think about how that whole psychology and behavior and, and like just animals growing up, I guess, work, um, and how, how everything can be so similar. Um, it's pretty interesting too, because like sometimes in artificial intelligence, it's, like very similar that you just feed it like all these repetitions and patterns until they get the right thing. Right. Um, which I mean, kind of similar, like you want, you're wanting to teach a machine how to think like a human basically. So, um, which that's, that's like kind of more my field, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. So, um, so if you were going to educate someone about being a respectful dog owner, what would you say? I think the biggest thing is the space. So space and reading cues of the other person. I think this, I think this has been mentioned almost every time. <laughs> in um, We had, we had actually a really good, I was so surprised that it was the best example when we went to the beach, there were, 
two other dogs that we saw um, on two separate occasions and they were off leash. And then both times when they were approaching us, both of the owners put their dogs on leash to pass us and then let their dogs go again. So I thought that, and that was the first time that that's ever happened. So mm -hmm. I'm like, it's such a great example of being super respectful that even, and their dogs looked well behaved. So I, you know, I wouldn't have doubted that they probably wouldn't have run up to us, but mm -hmm. just the, the courtesy of like, okay, this is what I'm doing to respect your space. I, I, that was so sweet. I was so happy to see that. Yeah. And just even so you're not like walking on eggshells, like the whole entire time, um, like while you're passing or even once you get past them, because you never know if they could like run around and, and come from behind. Mm -hmm. um, that That's like a huge lifesaver for your part. Um, makes you be able to have a more enjoyable experience on the beach. Exactly. The beaches are relaxing anyways. You don't want it to become like a place that you, you go to and, and almost like hate doing it. Right. Um, that might be the number one complaint that I see going around, like the dogs off leash and not under control. Right. Yeah. What would you think? Like if you had, I guess like a gripe that you saw, about not respectful, non-respectful dog owners. What's something that I would say? What would either something that you would say that you've seen the most or you personally? Um, so luckily we have really only been encountered by two or three off-leash dogs. Um, one of them was just recently, it didn't have a collar on or anything and it just snuck out of the house. Um, and then one time the dog was, came off of its lawn. The owner was right there um, trying to like recall our dog. He wasn't and he got like a little aggressive. Nothing happened, but it was like a intense situation. Um, so definitely that. I think something around here would be that, like, a lot of people, regardless of where you are, if you're at a restaurant or on a street or just anything, um, they will, like, walk right up to you with their dog on leash and say, like, my dog wants to meet yours or say hi or something like that. <laughs> um, and I'm just like, I don't even know your dog. <laughs> Like, I don't know you. Um, that happened to us one time at, at a restaurant. The um, the dog was on a retractable leash, and the owner was just, like, letting it go wherever. Um, like, literally could have tripped someone, honestly. I've seen that before. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, and, you know, it was a really weird situation because she was just, like, my dog, like, literally said, my dog wants to say hi, and I was, like, like, oh, did she tell you that? <laughs> yeah, like, no, <laughs> no, thanks. Um, and I'm especially, like, weary of it now because there is a really bad case of kennel cough going around in Kentucky. Oh, and even dogs that are vaccinated are getting bad cases of it. Oh, wow. It's a weird strain or something. Um, and, like, you just never know, like, where the dog could have been earlier like if it went to a dog park or daycare and like brought something like that over like you don't know how each dog's gonna react um so that would probably be like my biggest complaint is 
like your dog doesn't need to say hi to everyone else's dog. Um, especially on leash because that can just create a lot of tension. Right. And I think, I think that's something and like some people don't, they don't, it's kind of like a harmless, like, Oh, this is what dogs do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think looking back, that was kind of my mentality too, when she was a puppy and which created some of the reactivity um, on the excitement side when she saw dogs. Mm-hmm. So some people just genuinely like if you say something they're like oh okay but then there are the people that are adamant like no my dog wants to meet your dog and you're like no they don't have to meet yeah um at the restaurant the one that I was talking about the woman like got offended that I said no um and it was just kind of like wait why are you getting so mad (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was it was a weird weird situation um So if you're having an off day, what is something that you try to do to make it better? Like you kind of already said the beach. Um, And you said like you keep your expectations really low as well. Um, But do you still like to try to throw in like a play session or just like revisiting any like really easy commands or anything like that? Yeah, definitely the play, which I was so happy to, I don't know if I saw it through your page. I'm so happy to see to see the challenge and I'm pretty competitive. So I was like, okay, sweet, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love that you did that 30 days of play as well. Yeah. And I definitely for that month, um, and it, you know, there were definitely some days that I didn't want to, like some days that I had an off day, but I noticed even on those days, like maybe I wasn't as energetic, but I still found myself laughing and we had mm-hmm. a good time. So, so yeah. And I, and literally every single day, <laughs> I know, like, that's really when we started getting into play as well, which feels like a lifetime ago. Um, Because that was back in March. It feels like so long ago. But I literally, I told Grace, um, the trainer that kind of, like, started it, I was like, that, like, changed my life. Like, that was, like, a big, big turnaround for us um, to have that, like, social interaction with her and, like, just know expectations besides like having fun kind of thing um that was like a game changer for us because I just literally had never like I guess never paid attention to it I was just like yeah it's just when you have time play with your dog whatever but no like if you make it a priority you see a huge difference I think the the idea of the um the mental stimulation too versus just the physical which was something Mm -hmm. I you know, again, had family dogs, but just like they would be in the house, never leave the house, just hang around people. Um, So something that I had never thought about before, the mental stimulation. And then so definitely that will tire her out. And I've I've noticed it. Um, Like her favorite is the the sniffy or like the find it games. Yeah. Um, So yeah, then she's exhausted. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Like if I'm having an off day, we don't have to go out and deal with all the triggers. It Mm -hmm. can be inside where it's more controlled yes (laughs) totally exactly um it like does Maya like to do like any kind of tugging or anything like that does she like the fighting aspect of play or no yeah she does a little bit she does like she'll she likes to do fetch um and like in the beginning I think that was something that I struggled with because she was more used to playing with toys by herself so like when we started the play 
um, the 30 days of play, I would throw something and then she'd be like, okay, thanks. And she would like go to her bed. And I'm like, okay, well, we have to, we have to play together. <laughs> so wow, to figure out. But yeah, now she'll, if I throw a toy, she'll bring it back and she'll want to engage. Mm -hmm. She has to be in the mood. But yeah, she'll, she'll do the tug. Not as much as Layla. <laughs> she'll, she'll give up and walk away. Um, what else? And she likes to rough house. She rough houses more with my husband. Um, and, and, and then he's always like, well, I don't know why she only jumps on me. I'm like, because you let her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's funny. That sounds like Bobby. Um, but... Yeah, because even, like going back to the mental stimulation part of it, sometimes I'll do like weird challenges that like Layla will have to like jump over my arm or my leg or something to get the tug. And like her just having that little bit of like, how do I get over this obstacle um, really tires her out too because of like the mental part of it of like figuring out how to get to the toy. So kind of similar I don't know if you can hear but I think Bobby's watching a baseball game okay I was like is that is that a person or is that the dog <laughs> I think he's watching a baseball game he keeps yelling what, what team do you guys root for the Reds Cincinnati okay. yeah who, who do you guys like for baseball giant the San Francisco Giants oh okay so not in New England Super random no my husband has um has family out there so they've always just rooted for the Giants, and then um, football is Miami, even though it's adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for football, we're – well, NFL, I guess it's the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Um, and then college would be for, for West Virginia, where we went to college. Is that where you met in college or no? No, we met in high school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And yeah, congrats. We I know I've already said congrats, but I'll keep saying. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. No, yeah, we met in high school, so been together for a long time. Um, has there ever been a time you thought Maya regressed? Right now, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody asked me that question, I would say the same uh, thing. Like, yes, right here. <laughs> I don't know what it is? I don't know if um, my so my theory. Um, is that now just with things opening up and we've, I feel like we've done a good job of like going out, going out safely. Um, cause like you said, like you'd see her at breweries and like we mm -hmm. would just outside and we still stay outside. Um, and I think now people are, are more comfortable. And so, um, I don't know. So she has this weird, she's developed this weird habit of barking at and she never used to do it and so I'm like oh my gosh so it it's the first I noticed it was um I was in the street taking pictures and I was um I had done that the paint your pet so I was mm -hmm. holding it was next to it and someone random walked by and and you know complimented me and said oh that's such a you did such a good job went to give me a high five and Maya reacted and so in my mind looking back I'm like wow she's never seen um, you know, being a COVID puppy, I'm like, she hasn't really seen people that she doesn't know come into mm -hmm. my space, except for now. And um, so that was, there was that time. And then there was something else. Um, 
it's happening at night too so i'm trying to be lenient because i'm like okay so it's dark Um, do you think it might be because of like fireworks and she like associates fireworks with the nighttime i don't think so because because i kind of think that might be part of layla's like regression too um is that she has like some residual effects of like um like the fireworks yeah no i'm for maya i don't think so because when we got her they were um they were doing fireworks almost every night and she was she was not phased and then this past fourth of july um I don't think like she sometimes she would wake up and she would look confused but she was never she never looked distressed okay well that's good at least well I don't know but but it'll happen more at night where like or or like if we stop and talk to someone again like she's not really used to that so no threat but then she starts barking Hmm. so trying to that's one of the things that I'm changing now I'm trying to make it a point to I'm like the weirdo who's like, oh, hey, how are you doing now? <laughs> like, whereas before I would just kind of like, you know, go uh-huh. through anyone. Oh, okay. So you're like trying to make a point to show her that it is okay instead of avoiding it. A to, yeah. Like from, obviously, like with the distance, mm-hmm. the distance is her friend. Um, so from a distance, just her getting used to some kind of quick verbal exchange. Um, because, yeah, she's doing it all the time. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. I, what started it um but now it's huh that's that's interesting um i definitely do think it's something about it like opening up i think the the, um the world opening back up i would say and you said layla was you think the fireworks have set her off i think the fireworks have something to do with it and then i think part of our regression too is after we got back from our vacation, we were super lax about routine and structure. So for about a month, we just like had no routine or structure really. It was just kind of like a free for all um, because she had done so well that I was like, oh, we like don't need it. Like we can have these like days where we're not like doing everything by the book and she'll be okay. And then it just like went on for too long that I think, um, it like really just effectively negative or negatively affected her. Um, And because like dogs and, and, you know, just like you said, children, like they thrive off of structure and just kind of like the pattern of knowing like what to expect. And I just neglected giving that to her for, for about um, uh, probably a little over a month. Um, and I, I really think that that kind of like put us where we are today too. Um, so I think it was, let's see, today's Monday. So I guess on last Saturday, we like, I kind of came to that conclusion and then really started, um, implementing more like structure and routine again. And I've already been able to tell like a huge difference. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. all dogs benefit, but you think Layla especially mm-hmm. needs yeah, like, maybe not to, like, hour by hour, minute by minute, but, like, I just think keeping some kind of, like, daily routine that she knows what to expect really helps her out. Um, and just, like, keeping things really 
low threshold at the moment, basically. So, um, like we've went back to a routine of walking in the morning and then like some downtime and then we'll do, um, like whether that be like place or like tether decompression, um, or, and then we'll do like a training session with our breakfast and then some play. Um, and then by that time it's typically, typically like noon and then I'll put her in her crate for a little bit. And then in the evening, things kind of vary, like depending on what Bobby and I are doing. Um, but I really think like just kind of her knowing what to expect helps her out a lot. And um, one of the biggest things that I noticed was that she like wasn't settling um, or like being calm really like inside the house. And she used to be able to like, I could say enough. Um, and she would like, almost be asleep in like under two minutes and um it was like last week I would be like okay enough or place or just anything like that and um she was super restless just like super alert looking around um whenever we would go out on walks she was like scanning and super super hyper aware like more than um more than like how she had been for a really long amount of time, I feel like. Um, so I don't know. I just like noticed all these things and I was like, this isn't good. Like her mental state is not good. Um, which in turn, like makes my mental state not good because I'm just like worried about her. Um, so yeah, but we, we got back, we started doing like a little bit more structure and I can already tell the difference. That's awesome. Yeah. So what are some of your end goals? Have they changed? And then kind of along those same lines of like, what are your priorities when training with Maya? Yes. Let me see. Hold on. What order? So they definitely changed. You don't have to go in order, but <laughs> like all relate, I guess. Right. They definitely changed from when we first got her. Um, I don't know if I had any specific goals when we first got her and now now definitely the main goal is to build up her confidence, um, not to have her be so anxious because yeah, like you see, like you see your dog anxious. Um, and then I feel, I feel frustrated because I, I think I've heard you say this before, like I can't think mm -hmm. no reason to be anxious because nothing really bad has happened. And, um, and then you just hurt, like, you know, you feel for them. Mm-hmm. It's like there's, you know, you want them to be enjoying life and, and being a dog. So a carefree dog. So mm -hmm. the, uh, building up her confidence, reducing the anxiety, reducing the scanning for her. Um, and I think initially I was like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to take her everywhere. We still do take her to a lot of places, but there's there's definitely places that I'm like, okay, so we'll have dog-free vacations or dog-free nights. We do have dog-free nights, and then mm -hmm. in the future we'll have dog-free vacations. So um, having, I guess, that balance of having her with us, but also having our stuff separate from her. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, like, along those same lines as you – 
build up their confidence and they're not as like hyper aware of everything else, their engagement with you will be like so much more. Um, and I think that's like really rewarding to um, like have her like with Layla, like she won't be so worried as to what's going on around her and she can play with me in a new place. Um, I think that's like a really cool and special moment that um, I didn't think of as like one of the outcomes to like our end goals of of building up her confidence and like reducing the anxiety but I think that's like one of the really cool outcomes that I've seen um whenever Layla Layla was in like a really high moment like whenever she was doing really really well so yeah anxiety would come with more engagement and then feeling oh great like our relationship is good Mm -hmm. yes exactly um, okay, so for the last little bit, I want to talk about barn hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of like know the gist of barn hunt, um, but if you like want to explain it a little bit more, like what it actually is, and then um, like maybe why, like what what Maya does, and like why you think she loves it, and how you think it's a good fit for her, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so it's, um, so it's a barn, I guess, like environment. So there's hay bales and the training place that we go to, it's not an actual barn, but it's like a little barn setup. And so hay bales, hay, and then in a, like a metal tube that has holes for breathing, they put the live rat. Um, the rats are super safe, like super, um, spoiled but the last time that I went um the trainer was like oh yeah I I shared my sandwich with the rats and so now they're (laughs) well yeah like so the rats are completely unfazed um just in case anyone was concerned about the rats I have wondered about that before like where do these rats come from (laughs) the rats are super I'm not sure if they like right at the training facility has them um I think my understanding is like people can also sign like if you have a pet rat and you know that your rat is chill you can sign them up for it I think oh okay but but the rats are yeah the rats are fine and so um for Maya so she's got her you know her terrier side so I think initially I was just like okay so this is gonna be fun for her and then I remember the first day she was terrified and so like being in a new environment um definitely stressed her out I think the first day uh, it wasn't even, I think she had the tubes out and was just letting Maya smell the tubes and to the point that Maya was so scared that like she, she would like try to go and smell the tube and like her back legs were, you know, like she was like stretching forward, super tentative, um, like, like small movements, um, even just, and then we were literally just working on getting her comfortable with the tube and getting her used to smelling the, the tube or get smelling the rat in the tube. Um, to now, fast forward, I think she, she caught on pretty quickly. So the next to that would be, you know, she would put the tube somewhere, not even hidden, but just put the tube somewhere, reward her every time she went to the tube with like a, a treat on it. Um, and then now, so we took, we took some time off because we were traveling. So we mm-hmm. just on this past weekend, um, and poor thing, she was out of practice, but <laughs> what I'll do is now for her, she'll hide the one rat 
so she'll put it in either I guess like on the hay bale or on the mm -hmm. floor covered in some hay um, so now we're trying to get her back to strengthening her signal so she'll paw at the tube to, to show me um, now, part is that something that like you taught her to do or is that like natural um, so she would when we were trying to shape it was like a shaping behavior so what the okay. trainer would put because Maya knows how to shake or give her mm -hmm. pop. So she would put she put her hand over the tube and then would just kind of move it at the last second. Sorry, I think somebody was trying to call me. Oh, I had to like exit out. <laughs> it just paused for a second, but you're back. Okay, but you said that like it was kind of a shaping behavior and that the trainer would just like kind of have her like paw at it or shake almost and then got it yeah she got it in that scene she was like okay this is what you want me to do and then she oh figured, that's awesome right and then so now it's kind of on me because um I'll I'll like get excited and then I want to go to reward her and the trainer's reminding me like you have to let her like get excited about it and and have a strong signal instead of just like yes that's a rat okay. um so it's strengthening the signal now and then getting her more consistently through the tunnel. Okay. So like a, a tunnel within the course, there's like different obstacles. Like she might have to jump on some of the hay bells or go through the tunnel. Right. Um, so what if you were to compete? Um, Cause you said like, there is like some potential for my competing. What is like, is the goal to find like one rat or like whenever you compete, are there two rats or like, does that just kind of vary from level to level? Yeah, there's level, okay. different levels. So I think she could start with, um, I'm not sure if the first one is timed, but she could start with like, let's say just finding a rat, right? Mm -hmm. Within a certain amount of time. And then I think it goes to, they have to find it within a minute something, which okay. she has. She's been telling me, like, you know, if you wanted to keep going with it, she's finding them in the time. Um, and then I think that even the next level would be finding two rats in the same okay. time. That's awesome. Um, did you already know about Barn Hunt or did you kind of learn that from Mabel and Lindsay? Yeah, it was through Mabel and Lindsay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so she's got her little, you know, Aussie who is not a natural um terrier barn hunt type dog and so that's why I was like well if, if Mabel uh gets excited about it then for sure Maya and yeah Maya loves it like <laughs> she'll like this this last time because it had been so long she ran in there and she had zo like she got her zoomies out of the way and she was yeah. like excited so for sure she likes it that is awesome um the agility people that I'm going to she also does barn hunt and so I've seen kind of like the course a little bit like I've seen like the hay bells um but I I haven't seen any of the dogs like go through and do it um so I I've only watched a few videos of different people doing it so I wasn't exactly sure of like what the requirements are whenever it came to like trialing but that's yeah. really neat I'm and then there's stuff that the the like you as the handler also can and can't do oh okay yeah so like like help them at all I'm sure right like so my my signal for her like if if she's jumping up on stuff 
for confidence is I'll like double tap and I'll be like jump up and I keep forgetting that I just say hey did someone call you again yeah yeah somebody called me again <laughs> um okay oh, yeah I haven't thought about that because I definitely would be like one to to be like up up you know up up um right take it up on the hay bales or go through the tunnel or anything like that do you think that this has just gave her like a huge boost in confidence yes definitely my husband said it after we were doing it really consistently for like two or three months before we went on vacation and definitely he's like I can see it in the walks like she wasn't um because he'll walk her midday and then when I get home from work we'll do another walk um, so he's like, she, you know, would be um, giving him eye contact, more engaged, less reactions towards other dogs. The scooters are still, I could talk an hour about the scooters, so I'm not going to, but the scooters are still a big trigger for her, but um, she was getting more comfortable with them. And then we kind of reset when we went on vacation also. Uh-huh. It's crazy how getting like some of those natural instincts out can just make such a huge difference on their, um, their attitude whenever they're fulfilled, but I definitely see it. That's awesome. Um, well, that makes me so excited for you guys that you were able to continue with barn hunt. And I think that's a super interesting, um, sport. I don't know if we'd ever be able to do it. Layla's not like really good at like finding stuff, but <laughs> She doesn't have any any terrier in her. She's oh. all bird. I know. Yeah, I like watching her play with the um the ball. Called? Yeah, she is all of those herding breeds. Um. Oh, hello! Thank you for for commenting that and share oh sharing our ideas on how to cope. That is so sweet. I'm oh. glad you enjoyed this and that you that you're not feeling as alone and that you're feeling encouraged. That was. That's my hope for these lives is that people are able to see that they're not alone and maybe get some inspiration and some, some hope for, for you and your dog and that you'd be able to enjoy life together more. So, but that wraps up all of my questions. Um, do you have anything for me? Oh, shoot. I know you always I, ask. Kind of like for a surprise question. Um, let me see. I think, okay, so... If you could take Layla anywhere, where would you take her? Probably. Mm, okay, so we're going to Colorado in September, and I think she will really thrive there. So we are taking her there, so I'm not going to say there. But I think if I could take her to like Scotland oh. or Ireland somewhere that has like a little bit cooler climate and lots of fields I think she would be very very happy oh. so I think if I could take her and fly her out over there I would take her there that's funny so we we went to Ireland for our honeymoon uh-huh went to the cliffs of Moher and so like you like if you see the pictures it's literally just like a straight drop yeah. 
remember there was a German shepherd. Um, I don't know whose dog it was. It must have just been like the Cliff's dog. But the dog was literally running back and forth, completely unfazed by this huge drop. And I was like, oh my gosh, this dog is going to fall. But living his best life in Ireland. So that's awesome. I think that might be one of the places that we go for our honeymoon. We're talking about either, I don't know, we have all these crazy ideas, but we're like, Okay, we could either go to Alaska, Hawaii, or, like, Amsterdam and Ireland. Okay. So, yeah, I don't so know what we'll do, but... Yeah, Alaska and Hawaii, and then the other... It would either be, like, Alaska or Hawaii, or do, like, Amsterdam and then, like, another country in, in Europe. That would be fun. I know. I all the places sound like a lot of fun. I know. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to make it a point to where it's like something that we fly so that we can't bring Layla. <laughs> um, so that it's like, you know, our honeymoon and not. Just enjoy you too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that wraps it up. So I'm so glad that you were able to join me tonight and I hope you have a beautiful Monday night and a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Okay, thanks to everyone that joined. Um, I will have this up tomorrow and up on our YouTube and on podcast. So, all right, see ya. Bye. Yay, I seriously hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you're able to, you can come hang out with us on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, which is where I initially film these live podcasts. And if you didn't already, I would love for you to subscribe to our email blog. The link is found in the descriptions part of this podcast. And that is all for now. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful week.